You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. Welcome here to my virtual living room. If you are new, get ready because we get to go deep with our featured guests and if you're returning welcome back so good to have you here this week i'm so 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 happy because i get to sit down with one of the people that i've admired for quite a long time in the film and tv industry um also as just a person i've gotten to know over the last few years and he's phenomenal and we want to welcome to first of all leonardo nam First of all, first of all, first of all, uh, <laughs> hi, hi, yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for I'm uh, having me here. I'm like sweaty right now because we just had like a pre-show warm-up. Oh, we did conversation did about laugh. about everything. Yeah, how are you feeling about Himalayan salt right now? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Make, make it blue. <laughs> I don't want pink salt. I want I mean, blue. pink Himalayan salt. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> so over it. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know Leo, you should, um, first of all. And, uh, first of all, yeah. You, you might see him on a little show called Westworld right now. Yeah. And um, I've, I've gotten to know Leo through the organization that I used to be the executive director called Collaboration. And any returning listeners know I've talked extensively about that experience and working with Asian American artists and Leo someone I really really look up to because not only it's the talent and and the work ethic and all that but also just how vocal you are about representation and just it's not even just that you are it's the way that you speak about it to no I appreciate that because it's something that you, you as as um you you trot trot along in this world uh it, it, it you find yourself in these different positions and uh, in life and part of it has to do with um, being wiser and older you know um, and knowing when and how to speak up and I'm still learning mm-hmm. uh, I'm still learning but I appreciate you saying that because you know I don't know if what I'm saying or how I'm saying it is being received in um, in a uh, in a way that is positive, uh, I hope and 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 that it is, um, and I'm still learning. And I think you know, people, uh, organizations like Collaboration um, and uh, Cape and other um, nonprofits that are working to um, to move the needle in the direction that uh, we as a society need to be looking at subjects such as our otherness the way that everyone calls us other mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the fuck <laughs> yeah i live in this otherness always then so which okay that's how they see it so let's let's try, talk about it yeah let's talk about it. let's yeah. and let's change then the conversation right you know let's let's move it in the direction that we need to um because i'm realizing and as uh, my journey as an actor and as a and, and that goes hand in hand with uh, a public profile as that happens i now realize that it resonates with so many people yeah um something that i just 
you know, can't change. Right. Um, and you just accept. And you, you, I think your embracing of that is what allows honest dialogue to happen. Yeah. Because you're not fighting it. You know what I mean? You're not like, oh, this is like this thing that I got to deal with. No, it's like, no, this is my reality. Yeah. So. And you don't know. So. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. So it's important that I, that um, people do talk about it. They find a way to talk about it. Um, And I always say you need to have these little hip pocket phrases Mm-hmm. that um, help you help others. Right. Because by doing that, you're going to bring people into your world um, that uh, previously there was a wall. Right. Yeah, so anyway. Best, I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and one of the reasons why I, I really wanted to have you on this podcast because I got to sit down with you for the collaboration podcast, mm-hmm. specifically talking about Asian American representation and your story and your journey as an artist and your otherness and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend everyone go check that out because I've gotten to hear you speak at different events and whatnot, and you speak very eloquently on a number of, of oh, issues. But that one, I like. I got to know Leo, right? Yeah. And we got to know... Um, being born in Argentina, growing up in Sydney, Australia, yeah. all of that. So, and and out of that conversation, I just really got this strong sense of your work ethic, and mm. that's very uh, something you can just assume from somebody who is perhaps on a show like Westworld, right? You know that like you don't have to be in the acting world or the Hollywood industry to know that those roles are highly coveted, and that it's not an easy journey to like be on screen anywhere right Mm -hmm. because the competition's high and then the journey is so grueling Mm -hmm. right so that's like sometimes i get annoyed at how many tv shows are about actors i'm like it's so like let's you know but but the industry loves that but they love it so but but it's also but it, it is an interesting story because it's all very unique. There's no one path like med school. You know, you do the yeah. classes, you take the tests, and then you, you know, which is its own challenge. Yeah. But this is a whole other yeah. Yeah. circus, right? And so, in that, I really what I got from that collaboration episode was your work ethic and your um, determination, your perseverance, your, the vision, all that. And that's the part that I'm like, just so much life was given to learn, like how you slept in Central Park yeah. and like all that. You, you need to, you, you need to, uh, show up for yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's, and see, people don't look at it that way though. Okay. Showing up for yourself. I agree with that, yeah. but okay. For like, for example, the millennial stereotype is that people are lazy and entitled. And if you don't serve it to them, like in a nanosecond on a silver platter, yeah. they ain't having it. Yeah. They ain't having it. Yeah. Which there's some of that, but then also it's, like, not all, right? Yeah, didn't that always exist, though? Yeah. <laughs> everyone just everyone's, want it. everyone's a just, brat. Yeah, everyone's a brat, really, you know? <laughs> Give it to me now. Yeah, I want it now. <laughs> I want the Himalayan salt. So, you know, I, I feel like uh, I had to uh, do that. And, and part of the journey is to know what it means to show up for yourself. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, people used to always say that to me. I'd be like, what does that mean? Yeah, what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? I want to know what that means to you, showing it up for means, yourself. It means getting up, <laughs> yeah, and having a purpose, you know? And so part of that, like, I'll give you the example of today, of go, of showing up and doing this podcast. It's important that you, you in your life, you learn to say yes 
to things that are good, things that are nurturing, things that you know in the quiets of quiet when it's just you and your soul speaking to each other, mm-hmm. um, you know, and be nice to yourself. That's that voice Very can, hard, can but, yeah, yeah, but you know, learn to but important, yeah, be mm-hmm. be be nice, kind to yourself, um, and just know that that. You know, the more time that you spend with that voice and listening and honoring that voice, you can also help change that, that you can correct its course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning there, there are times and everyone has the, this, um, I feel like, um, where that voice says, Oh fuck, why don't I do this? And why don't I do that? Blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. You need to know that that is happening you know, mm-hmm. in your head and your voice for, because you, but there is another side that if you extend compassion into it, you say, Oh, well, I, Oh, it, it must mean that, Oh, you must be really frustrated because you really wanted something mm-hmm. and that's passion. Right. So you have passion. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Passion's good. Passion is good. Do you talk like that to yourself in your head at this point? And I know that like we've talked about meditation and things like that. And that's something that I've been Meditate. really Meditate. increasingly been working on going from guided meditation to actually just sitting with some music or like some singing bowls. Mm-hmm. It really does bring me a lot of calm. Mm-hmm. Not even, I want to say peace, but it makes me calm, calm and yeah. just shut the fuck up a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, do you talk to yourself? Do you have like an inner dialogue now? Is that something you like grew into at this Don't point? We well, is this I sometimes, really happening right now? Or is this all are we in my here? head? Are we actually What's here? going on, guys? <laughs> I do. I have, I, I have learned over the years to um, listen to that voice Um and that voice comes in a feeling it comes in it, it, what what that voice really means is it's just the understanding um that there are um there are how do i say, there there are things at, that you know about that you haven't um taken the time to listen to and you are always always at its core, always right. There is good in where you are and what you are doing. And, and it is okay to say, oh, this is a, I'm confused right now. What? And just take a moment and go, mm-hmm. what am I feeling? And instead of jumping right into it and only reacting. Guilty. Um, yeah, aren't we all? And, <laughs> yeah. and, but just taking a moment to say, Okay, well, what do I really feel about this? And and being able to put a pin in it. Yeah. You know, and then say, all right, I'm going to circle back to that in a minute. Don't have to have all the answers right now. Um, But part of that is, you know, when in doubt, be kind. Yeah. And that was one of my first things that I uh, learned to say to myself. Um, And I went through life, you know, always rather being confused (laughs) because by everyone's um, uh, uh, way that they saw me, which was other. Yeah. So going back to the idea of, you know, I grew up in Argentina. Um, I have the face of a Asian person, (laughs) 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 Uh, which some people call other, Mm -hmm. um, what the fuck, but yeah, uh, yeah. All right. It is. And then grew up in Australia and, you know, lots of white people there and lots of white people in Argentina too. And so, from people not really knowing how to understand and be 
because they, people want to label you, right? So that they feel like they can then move on. So, meaning to say that I've had to experience a lot of okay, being other, like, and they treat you as such, and it it's a strange feeling. It is, yeah, yeah. Because some people, I feel like there are points in my life when I backtrack and and take the time to unpackage. What what was it that was it really? Were you angry or were you? There are moments of pride, you know. When I was othered, it kind of made me feel a little bit superior. Yeah. It, it became a thing because in my insecurity of that, I'm not the same as everybody else. Yeah. Um, I would kind of try to leverage it to be in my favor. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. be like, oh, you're not Asian. Poor you. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what you go through. That's like part yeah. of this. Like, I was like, thir- it was like my 13 to 15 year old period where yeah. I was very, very. Had a chip on my shoulder, yeah. but I think it came from that that discomfort of like, why am I being being singled out and treated other? And like, oh, I'm gonna make that like my shield or wow. like my. That's you know? really empowering that you you were able to do that. And so, th- and that's what I mean to say. Like, I, what was it in you that made you change that in the direction um, of? of empowering yourself well i feel like at the time because i was so young and immature i actually think it was it's an empowering thing on one side on the other i think it's very dangerous because you're you're putting yourself into a box of like and and putting an an attitude of superiority so that you feel less shitty Uh, it's not it's not a compassionate Oh, okay. empowering it's it was okay it was empowering like oh, i'm better than you guys like you oh. you you need to learn how to use chopsticks to get better hand-eye coordination but it was <laughs> all to like it was all to make me feel better because i'm swimming in a sea of white people who would like single me out in not like hostile ways but i was just getting so sick of being singled out you know, I was like the only Chang in my whole school. So that was, and I love that. Like now I'm like, I'm so, I love that my friends all call me Chang, but it was also like Chang and Changarang and Changarang and like Chitty Chitty. And like, and it was like, and what? Yeah. Chitty Chitty, chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> anyway. That's so hard. But, Fuck. but like you, I assimilated. So I embraced it as like, oh, that's just like my nickname. That's how like my friends yeah. distinguish me. Yeah. You know, like you I figure did that out- too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Australia, yeah, you have to like figure out a way to, um, to not stand out in a way to kind of blend in or assimilate. And, and- that's what you do as a child too, right? Yeah. Like a teenager. You're yeah. Like- I was trying to find your identity. Yeah. You know? You're trying to be special, but not stick out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or well, you want to be fit in. Yeah. And- um, yeah, and so a lot of that is still it, we carry that with us for sure. And it is a um, a a grief or in a way of not belonging and not having this and that. So it's kind of, I mean, I, that's so. I think that that's also part of the important part of now being able to uh, meditate and and doing things and choices for myself to unpack all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to give yourself that honor to say, hey, whoa, what is, what is that even? To even ask the question to unpack all of this stuff. Right. You know, th- that's part of the, the um, part, of, part of your journey. Right. You know? So. And, and so I'm curious too. So all these like layers of your identity and the experiences of being othered. And, and I remember you told me and you studied architecture. Yeah. And then you now you're an actor. Yeah, now I'm an actor. And I love that. And <laughs> Natural like, progression. Right. And, and and so it's kind of like these layers of who we are as a person, how we view ourselves, how others perceive us. I'm very curious because this whole podcast is kind of about 
kind of like peeling back the layers mm-hmm. based on different experiences, right? And with, I feel like this this, this subject is not more less about work ethic, but just more about perseverance and like figuring out who you are, right? <laughs> how did you how did you go about that? Like, so you had all this these feelings of otherness. You moved from Argentina to Australia. Mm-hmm. Not by choice. That was something that my parents Your did. Your parents yeah. did, right? And like when we move as kids, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I'm very grateful. Though. I am too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I moved. Yeah. Um, but I hated it at the time. How old were you? 13. 13. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. Yeah. It was during, and this, I'm writing actually my film about it. Okay. It's that Asian pride, the Asian pride era. That's, it was like peak of that year. I moved from San Jose, from yeah. Silicon Valley, where it was all like half Asian people and like just every kind of everybody was yeah. in the Bay Area to a very like 97% white town. Okay. About 45 minutes each to me was a different planet. Wow. So that was where I was like really faced with like I'm on a movie set and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was mm-hmm. very angry at a lot of different things and yeah. we all figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that anger is real. Yeah, you know it's an emotion, but you, it also does mean that you. I one thing I learned: you can move through it. Yeah, yeah. How did you? So I'm curious, like those experiences, the otherness, the identity that you're starting to figure out over mm-hmm. the years. How did that lead from architecture to acting? Like when you took that leap, right? So it, it, it's something that uh, again, listening to, uh, going back to the the voice. You know the the true self, the that that thing, and um, finding courage. Really, that, mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Um, having being brave, and, and it, it, it felt very new to me because you know I, I just lived as this uh, double immigrant in Australia, and like you, you're just you just need to sit down and just be grateful. Yeah, and just shut up and sit down and be, do your work. Do your work, right? Yeah, and so but. I remember very clearly um, being on, uh, going to architecture school and um, realizing that I did have this other, um, this other uh, feeling, this other want and need to uh, to be part of the storytelling community. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, what I knew back then, the only job I knew was an actor. Um, to, that I was like, oh, that I, I I got lost in this, or rather, found in these stories, and was like, oh, I feel like them, and <laughs> oh, I get this, you know. Yeah. And so that's where I found my solace and um, otherness, my uh, the way that I felt others had put me in that box, and yet I felt a connection to these other stories. So w- one thing um, that happened, it was very clear, is that I was getting off the the bus. And I was going to architecture school and, and at the University of New South Wales. And you had to go left to go to the Red Building, which is where the architecture school is. Uh, but the bus got off at NIDA, which is the National Institute of Dramatic Arts, Ooh. which is essentially like the Juilliard or something of Australia. And I, I thought, oh, it's one of those moments where you're like, hang on a minute. This is happening. Yeah. The bus literally <laughs> is stopping here. <laughs> and I, I, t- I took a moment. I thought, oh, my God. I I remember very clearly getting off the bus and thinking, I need to go right. I yeah, I need to go right. But then I went left because I had to go to school. But yeah, I need to go right. And but I, you had the feeling. That feeling was there, and yeah. I will never forget that. And it was a moment that I'm very grateful that I showed up for myself in in curiosity for myself and that's brave to be like no you meant to follow this path and this is the correct way to right, do something right. you know yeah 
And you need to have a one thing that my my family, uh, my my parents had said all the time is like you need to have a skill. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, there's an, there's an acting school here, <laughs> so that means they've got school for it, and there's a skill. So I was still a good son. Yeah, <laughs> I have a skill. <laughs> But so what I realized is I needed to find that skill and to find that craft. And so um, I was working with someone at the time, um, a lady called Annie Swan, uh, who is uh, my mentor still. And um, it was very important that you, sh- you, I believe in general, that to have mentors and to be a mentor as well. Um, but she's someone that introduced me to the, the world of uh, the craft of acting. And um, because I, when I went and auditioned for NIDA and it didn't work out, uh-huh. um, but, you know, but I, I like to say I, I got pretty far down the line. Yeah. Um, and you did it, which is like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Win. And so it was a part of I, and I, another moment actually that I remember had to happen was um, I was studying architecture and the, one of the um, subjects was construction and it was my final exam. And um, at the same time, it was my final audition for uh, to get into NIDA. And they oh. whittled it down to like 24 people. And so I'm, I'm part of they had to do that. And I had to make the decision, do I fail by not showing up to the construction exam? Wow. Or do I go to this audition? And so I'm glad that I did. I went to that audition, uh, but didn't get in. So, but the but thing you still it, chose. They chose to do that, and yeah. so that path led me to um, be speaking to my mentor, this uh, Tani Swan, and she had said, "Great, you know, you showed up, you did it. Yeah, uh, you, something you clearly want to do." And um, it was uh, we. Were, I was studying um, a, a, a a lady called. Uh, Uda Hagen, who is yes, a, yes. Uda. Uh, and so studying her book and um, her craft. And so I realized she had a school in New York. And um, because I, this, I chose to go right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it led me to New York and I, uh, you know, I, my family doesn't, did not come from money and it wasn't something that I've um, grew up with. Um, I, I grew up with, um, don't, not having it and yeah. that's too much. And, yeah. you know, will I ever do that? And, you know, um, and so when I w- had made the decision to go to New York, it wasn't like, um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go there and, and have a, 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 enough money to, to, um, rent my own place and what have you. It really was, I didn't have any money, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And what helped me is um, that school was from the work ethic of, um, you know, it should be available and affordable to all. Yeah. Theater is, and storytelling is available to all. Yeah. And so it was a very affordable school. And therefore I was able to find my way there. Part of that journey was also saving money. Yeah. um, By sleeping on a park bench in New York. And, um, how long did you do that for? Uh, only a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, you did it. I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. And, um, and I remember, yeah, sleeping as rather a, a balmy, uh, August afternoon, uh, when I, oh, evening when I landed and, uh, you know, now I know in New York and 
in August is just like, what? It is so hot. But it was a blessing if that I showed up then as opposed to if I showed up in December. That's what I was going to say. You're like, you, you got there in August. Yeah. And, so, and in August, everyone goes, oh, you know, you're going to be sitting in this park bench. I'm like, yeah, but it's warm. <laughs> you know? Hey, guys. It's... There's a nice breeze, Yeah, actually. let's look at the good side here, guys. I'm in New York. And, uh, Some people are yeah, in a cramped uh, apartment with no AC. Yeah. I was, I was under a tree. Right. Under a tree. It was great. <laughs> That's wonderful. See silver linings. <laughs> and so it was. It's important that I showed up for myself and you know went and and tried to try this 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 gig out. Um, and I'm really grateful that I did. And part of that journey has also been showing up for myself. So right. the other example I'll give of uh, when I knew um, talking about more about these little moments and the the moments of connection that you take and you of bravery of courage. Where you say, "On God, let's go!" Right? <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. You can't see what it's doing, but we're, we're, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're fencing. Fencing. That's we're it. Fencing. Yeah, yeah. I hands it up. On God. On God. Uh, and so <clears throat> I, I remember I was sleeping on the floor of um, uh, this guy who I was uh, renting his floor, I guess, <laughs> in New York. His living room studio, floor. Oh, in a studio. So there's no room. There's, there's no room. It's just like, a studio. Yeah, I'm sleeping on the floor, uh-huh. uh, so I'm renting its floor space. And he was a very kind, kind, kind man. And um, uh, I remember, I if I, I was in a sleeping bag, <laughs> and if I if I m- rolled left, I'd roll into the the couch. If I rolled right, I rolled into the TV. If I wiggled my toes, I would hit the fridge. Oh my and god! So, yeah, I remember that's where I lived, and so um, uh, anyway, so there was a moment um, where I had gone out that 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 weekend, and you know, I was in New York City, and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I've made it out, and blah blah blah. Mind you, I also worked in clubs in in Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, and so I I was very much uh, plugged into the music world and uh, nightlife, you know, nightlife, yeah. going out, clubbing, all that stuff, right? So. I had a, a 10 a.m. class with Jeffrey Owens, who is a, uh, he was on, one of his claims to fame was he was on the Cosby show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he was a, uh, he's a wonderful uh, Shakespearean um, actor as well. And uh, he was teaching a class at 10 a.m. on Monday. And I lived on uh, the east side of the island, Manhattan, in Murray Hill. At the time, and I knew uh, my school was in the West Village, and I uh, <laughs> I knew I had to leave my house at um, uh, at a certain time at like nine twenty six. I had to leave. I had to <laughs> had to to show up at by ten, but sign up and you know do the whole process of being in school. What I'm there for. And I, uh, you know, I had a red mohawk at the time. Oh, I love it. I mean, we need photos. Yeah, it, it, was, it was rather <laughs> an interesting time in my life. But I had to, I had to roll the blade across town. Oh, yeah, this is a roll blade. blade. Yes. yes. And so I remember I, uh, you know, the alarm clock went off and I'm in my sleeping bag. And <laughs> I press snooze. Wiggle my smoke toes. And I pressed snooze. And I remember thinking, oh, so tired and so hungover and was like i just don't want to do it blah, blah. how late were you out the last night do you remember sorry you were in nightlife oh i was out probably to like seven I don't oh, know. okay yeah, yeah you've just gotten in bed or i just in gotten on into the sleeping into bag sleeping bag yeah but yeah i'd gone out clearly and and but the, the 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 thing was is that i remember uh looking at the clock and pressing snooze and pressing snooze again and i remember thinking 
at one point it was like now in, into the into like nine thirty or thereabouts nine 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 forty. I remember thinking, Leo, if you can't get the fuck up off this out of this sleeping bag and get over to this ten a.m. class that you left everything in Australia for, that you are sleeping on the floor of this. If you, I had great mates in Australia. I've got, I had a great time in Australia. Like, you know, and if you can't get up and get over there for something you flew all the way over here for, then you go back to sleep. <laughs> you, well, it's your option. Yeah, right? I was like, you, you party your balls off for the next month and you go nuts but then you go home mm-hmm. then you pack your shit up and you go home or you get up you show up for yourself and you go there and i chose to get up and go and, and rollerbladed and your rollerbladed butt to my the bu- west yes, village to the west village did you make it in time uh yeah i did nice well i mean you know i probably had to sneak in a little bit a couple uh, minutes late but fine. i at least showed up yeah and that was a part of the journey that i made the decision to show up for myself i was like what are you really here for right so going back to the idea of work ethic and you know, learning what it is that you need to show up for. That is part of the deal. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's been really interesting for every person I've spoken to through collab and the and the industry and, and outside of that too, because working in like health and tech prior to doing the leap into Hollywood. Oh, myself. you did? Okay. Yeah. And it's just the main thing I learned out of anybody that I ever looked up to for any reason is that they showed up. Like they yeah. they had the choice to like Dig around. Yeah. And, and sometimes you need that. But, like, again, acknowledge, at least accept responsibility. That's my choice. Like, I worked my ass off so that I can yeah. take a nice sojourn to somewhere. Yes. Whatever. Like, do it. But also don't don't have the choice that you needed to go do something, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you had the option to snooze again or get up off your butt and go do what you said you're going to do. And then not do it and then complain. Yeah. I think that's the difference. And, of and like, you know, what, it's uh, one of the, the mantras that I've learn to say to myself many times is no choice is a choice Mm -hmm. if you choose to not do anything that's a choice Mm -hmm. and you need to know the consequences of that yeah you know or you make a choice to choose and you do that yeah and that's the where it starts that's more empowering i think it's not even just like the whole like i have to take responsibility which is true that's what a grown mature person you also reap the benefits of it yeah and you get (laughs) you get the gold from that too right like from your choices and i actually heard this really interesting quote because i listened to a lot of motivational talks but this again another will smith quote because he's the one who brought up he's not the one who coined it but he refers a lot of great quotes and one of them uh, was like everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. Mm. So like, there's something that's like there's a cost to like the, to for the, the benefit yeah. to, to to the win to the whatever the achievement. Yeah, and um, but, but it, it's important to know that it's not. Um, it, it's a it's a. There is another quote, right? Yeah. There is. Um, there are no facts. It's just perspective. Perspective. Have you been talking to my brother? <laughs> he always says that. Really? He's a lawyer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's about perspective. And yeah. it's having perspective on your life. And it's making the adjustment mm-hmm. to choose to choose, mm-hmm. you know, to make the choice to 
um, to go through that door, to go to that audition, to show up for yourself. Yeah. You have to. Did you have, um, so I, I mean, I love that story, the rollerblade. There's such clear imagery of a red mohawk yeah, on man. rollerblades <laughs> to the West Village. I love that. Did you have other moments where, like, you did not show up for yourself and you totally had to deal with the consequences of that and kick your own butt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there have been times that, uh, you know, I, I remember where I, I, I don't know if you can kick yourself for it anymore, like, you have to have to accept that your journey is the way that it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I I remember being uh, showing up for the perfect score, my first audition. Yeah. And that I went out for it. I didn't accept no as an answer. And so I, because I kept showing up for myself like that, um, I finally did. Like you know the 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 breakdowns that happened. You know when you get an audition, um, you know the, when a movie is being greenlit, there are breakdowns for uh, the different kinds of roles and stuff. And for this particular role, it was you know originally as a seventeen year old kid, and you know it didn't specify you know if it was an uh, what ethnicity and. Everyone assumed white, yeah, and but I still submitted. Like, and then I'm going for that. Yeah, I'm going for that. And then it, they month later it was like, oh, uh, African American, and then a month after that it was Latino, and then a, a month after that it was open ethnicity. And I was like, well, okay, okay, I hi, I, hi, I can <laughs> I can do that. Um, and and I I'm so glad that I did because that that led me down the path of. Um, doing a studio movie that uh, I didn't know how important that was until I came to Hollywood and was like, oh, right, okay, I know mm-hmm. people that haven't, yeah. that, uh, but are super talented, but haven't had that opportunity. Um, but going to say that, you know, there were times that I didn't show up for myself. Um, there, there, it wasn't necessarily didn't show up for myself, but it, it was a, a moment that I look back and I go, oh, had I known better, I should have... Um, really gone for it. Yeah. Um, and part of that journey was uh, with Howard and Kumar. Uh, so when I had did the perfect score, <clears throat> there was, um, uh, I met the director for that and it was like, okay, we're going to do this movie. And I just played uh, a stoner, essentially, in, um, in the perfect score. And hey, this was like this, man, bro. You're great <laughs> at it, bro. Thank you. Uh, and, then, which by the way, I had never smoked, well, I had never smoked weed, but I just didn't. You're not a stoner. Yeah, so, um, but, uh, so yeah, I remember Harun Kuma, and then I thought, man, I've, I've just played a stoner, and I I don't want to be known as just that, and like, um, and so I then passed, and on, on doing the movie, and I look back at that, and I go, oh, I didn't know that, um, Again, this was my first entry point to Hollywood. Been thinking, oh no, there are many, many opportunities to be the lead in a studio film or a, a studio-backed film. Right. Um, and I look back and I go, oh, well, I mean, great for John. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And great for the experience. And but I remember thinking, I was like, oh, huh, huh, huh. interesting. Yeah. Um, but it, it is something that I I know in showing up for myself subsequently. In every audition that I go to be, to know that my feelings of this material, what's going on, are valid. Right. And I need to honor that. Yeah. Um, And 
you need to show up for yourself in whichever way you can. Yeah. And so I needed to show up for myself at that time to say, no, I am, I am someone that is carving out this career of creating characters that are diverse, that are that are part of the storytelling fabric that I want to be a part of. Right. Um, and it was, you know, being a, for me playing another role like that wasn't what I wanted to do, but looking back on it, I go, Oh, if I had shown up for myself in that moment to know, uh, Hey, you know, you could, how do I say this? This is a great opportunity for someone that, it has been considered other. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is a breakthrough moment, another yeah. breakthrough moment. Um, so, but that's all a learning lesson too. So yeah. I feel like, again, that it's also indicative of your attitude of, Hey, that was a learning lesson. And that's something in, in hindsight, I maybe would have made a different choice. However, that's a choice that I made. Yeah. And, and sharper eye out now. Yeah. Right? Sharper eye now. And then, um, it, it also, you know, I feel everyone's path, leads them to where they need to be. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it led me to be on Westworld. And now it's a beautiful um, moment in my life because I have been through these other waves of, um, you know, I've surfed the wave of Perfect Score, then, you know, Fast and Furious, and then Sister Traveling Pants. And now this one, I, I... you get better and better as it goes along. And, yeah. um, you know. you're, you're, I feel like your compass gets stronger. Like you, your feeling and your intuition is yeah. obviously that much stronger. Cause you're like, uh, no. Yeah. You're showing up for yourself. Yeah. You know? And so, cause you're listening. Yes. Yeah. You're paying attention. You're yeah. And I think that took me a long time. And thankfully I went through a number of things in my personal life, um, that helped me carve out my in- inner compass, um, a bit, but I think in terms of the industry, it's funny because your rollerblade moment mm-hmm. is a little bit. Well, maybe not. It's not the rollerblade moment, but it's it's definitely one of my. When did I show up for myself? Funnily, it's connected to you, mm. and it's connected to Westworld. Okay, because I got that background role. So oh, yeah. this just came out. This is really yeah. This is like serendipitous timing because. We filmed that in October. Yeah. And it just aired yeah. this last week. And yeah. my friends are flipping out because they saw me on Westworld. And I was like, you guys, I'm standing in the background. And it's great because I'm in a scene with you when you're walking <laughs> by. And I was like, I'm in a scene with Leo and HBO. So for me, it was like huge. But I remember that moment because I had just moved into my new condo that was an yeah. investment for my parents. So I was going through a lot of everything at that time. And I was like, they 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 had the the casting call and they wanted Asians because it was you know for that specific episode of uh-huh. Shogun World and I couldn't tell anybody about that but I remember they they chose me I was really excited because I loved that feeling that I got chosen yeah. right like you you are selected to da, 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 call this number and get your instructions and so I got I called the thing and mind you I was working full time for collab at the time yeah. so I had a lot of stuff and we had a conference coming up and like there was oh, yeah, a I lot remember. Yes, yes, it yes, was yes. very chaotic and I was dealing with drama with at home and like um, but I called and they said the call time was 4.30 in the morning yeah, welcome was, to yeah exactly and I was like oh shit and so my brain, you know, I'm very logistics crazy in my head. I was like, how am I going to do that? And where is it? And like driving and when can I come home and could I do this? And so there was a part of me that was like, I don't know if I should go. Like, I have so much shit I need to take care of. That's very, very urgent, very important. But then in my mind, I was like, Minji, if you can't 
get up at yeah. 3.30 to get there by 4.30. You moved to LA. You left behind the yeah. bay. You are running collab. And yes, that is a huge part of who you are. But this is showing up for yourself. You have this one opportunity. Take a freaking day and be tired. Whatever you need to do. Get an espresso. Who fucking cares? Like, prepare for that. Get a Red yeah. Bull and just do it. So then I called and I showed up. And it was like, it just was surreal because I was like, I'm on the set of an HBO show. Mm. You know, and, and I that heard, set was great. It was great. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was, but then I, it was also very cold and then it got really hot oh and wearing the costume. Oh my God. Do you remember the, the winds that were happening? Yeah. I mean, it was my God. Great was fun. And then Tandy got pneumonia. It was crazy. Everyone was sick. I got sick the next day. Yeah. But like, it, it, it was like, it was, you know, in a way, I don't want to like overhype it. It was kind of miserable, but like going through the process of being on set for like 16, 18 hours, it was like a really long day, yeah. really cold, really hot. But like that experience, I wouldn't trade for anything. Cause even though I kind of was like, this is miserable. I was like, this is what it takes to be an actor. Mm. This is what Leo does every day. The rest of the cast, like they get up every day and they yeah. deal with the shit day after day. So that taught me that. So yeah. you can complain and fine. It's yeah, it's not pleasant to be freezing and then hot and freezing the hot and be yeah. hungry. But that's what it takes, and you should be grateful you got that opportunity. Yeah. So I still credit the Westworld experience, and like, yeah, it was a background actor role, and I don't care. Like, I don't minimize that at all because I'm like, I got to be a paid actor in an HBO show. Yeah. And it I gave me a lot of education that I was like, I wouldn't trade the exhaustion, or I got sick the next day for a week. I wouldn't trade that because that's what you moved here to do. Period. Period. So. Either run with it yeah. or like be like, oh my god, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. And maybe not. Like honestly, I want to now know. Like, okay, if I'm going to do a background role, is it a show that I really like? Is yeah. it a show that is would, it worth it? yeah, I would learn a lot from. Are there writers or producers, actors I want to be around on mm-hmm. set for 16 mm-hmm. hours a day? So it taught me all of that in one day. Yeah, that's so that's well. my rollerblade moment. <laughs> one of them. And it's just great. And you're great. Like, it's so much fun watching you have fun. And the cast is just, they're so nice. Yeah, they are. And we have a great time on that show. While you're, like, getting destroyed. Yeah, while you are absolutely (laughs) miserable, you, we all do have fun, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, it is, it can be a miserable experience. But it makes it. But like, it's miserable in a great way. Great way. I'm like, I would suffer for this. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, there, to there make are, art. Yeah, and it, and it's it's a great experience to uh, be with other like-minded people that want to. They're on their A game that want to create this this art form. Um, you know, I also understand that there is commerce involved in it. But in in the moments that I work with the show, it's just art. Mm-hmm. Everyone just wants to make this beautiful and like art and it's it's a great feeling and experience you know when i look at my journey as an actor and and as a performer as an artist you know to know that that's woven into the fabric of the choices yeah that i made you know turning right turning right going right exactly Yeah. yeah and so you know and and uh, all of my experiences uh, up until now uh, and and being on this podcast with you has is part of a moment that I can go, oh, yeah, I did right. 
win. Yeah, win, I'm gonna win. take the win. Yeah. I'm gonna do the what is it? Is Where's it? World? Yeah, yeah. That's why I think because you you do that in your Instagram a lot, so that's how I've envisioned Leo in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's Leo with the Westworld W. Now I'm gonna think it was the win. The win. The win. Yeah, that's the win. Yeah. So I I just appreciate you so much, and thank you for sharing your story and oh, I, I, making great art that everyone enjoys. Yeah, I, I hope to continue to do that, you know, and uh, the evolution of, of it has been, it's really interesting. So now I'm really interested also in producing stuff, yeah. that, you know, amplifying the voices of those that are underrepresented. And, right. you know, part of that journey for me has all has been fighting for, for roles and, and looking for, you know, part of, like I told that story about um, the Harold and Kumar stuff, like, but it's about... F- carving my own journey that I want to tell to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, now finding new roles and new projects, you know, producing is something that is also something that is really uh, intriguing to me. And so I'm learning to, to get rights for, I've got a project, a couple projects that I'm doing, working on right now uh, that we're going to be filming at the end of the year. And so, uh, it's the expansion of Leo. Yeah, it's exactly. But I think that's great too, because it's just like, it's not even, it's not necessarily like a, a philanthropist attitude, but it's the attitude of like, look, I've, I've grown as such as this person, as a professional, as an artist and a human being. And I want to like, create that for other people it's a way of giving back and i think that it builds you up because you're creating opportunities for yourself to produce and like yeah be have like you know widen your portfolio and do all these other projects that are fucking awesome yeah we are stronger together yeah you know we yeah. are definitely stronger together and and you also have like this beautiful family too and you just uh, it's a big celebration i like i like looking at things as like what kind of party do i want to throw oh and I think about that for my family, too. And it comes from, like, you know, a lot of not partying. It's like real <laughs> Korean. It's all about working. But I'm also like, I want to be able to celebrate these things. And who do I want by my side when we're, like, celebrating our W's? And Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been interesting. And um, I'm, I'm grateful that I have a podcast that exists and that I can have Leonardo Nam sit and Thank chat you. with me. I appreciate it. In the middle of an afternoon on a sunny day in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> it's good life. It is. Good life. Um, Leo, do you, I mean, everyone can find you. Probably a lot of people already follow you, but do you want to plug? Where can people find oh, yeah. more of your stuff? So, um, so I'm on Insta. Uh, again. <laughs> find uh, me on the Leonardo IG. Leonardo <laughs> underscore Nam. Um, or on, uh, yeah, Facebook and Twitter, uh, Leonardo underscore Nam. But, uh, yeah, look out for stuff that I'm doing later this year. You know, I, um, uh, I am, uh, this project that I'm working on right now, um, it's actually a, a true story. It's based on a guy who, um, I don't know if I should talk about it, actually. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. share whatever you want to share. If you don't, it's cool. Yeah. But, like, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. Yeah, yeah. it's rather murderous. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I get stuck, especially podcast world, there's a lot of good murder stories. Yeah. And it makes me scared of shit to, like, be out in the and world. Cause, but true. But they're true stories. And this guy is still alive. Stop it. I don't want to know this. <laughs> He's free? It's so murderous. He's not on this... Hemisphere, though, right? Uh, <laughs> don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Maybe the it. next taxi you get in. No, this is why I'll drive myself. Maybe. So I'm going to earn a lot of money and drive myself everywhere or <laughs> hire drivers so I never have to deal with that. I'm a, I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> I'm such a scaredy cat. Be brave, be brave. I know, be brave, right? 
Okay, well, thank you all for tuning in for this episode of First of All. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at First of All Pod. Or if you want to follow my personal page, you can follow me at Minjeezy. And if you'd like to support this podcast and become a patron, I do create separate content and have Google Hangouts and other things like that for my patrons. You can find me at patreon.com slash first of all podcast. I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American storytellers and podcasters. So shout out to the Potluck crew. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe subscribe and leave a five-star review uh shout out to the latest reviews it's very uplifting i appreciate you guys and to the new patrons um it's been it's been really really humbling and motivating and uh you can find me on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher radio public spotify and everywhere you can find podcasts thank you to marvin Yue, my audio engineer producer shout out to marv what's up marv what's up marv and thank you to aquafina for providing her music yellow ranger have a great week, guys. Go go make some awesome. Uh, I don't want to say. Well, yeah. Go go make some awesome shit happen. Yeah. It's time to go do things. Go create, man. Go create. Show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Leo, for being here. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.